0: Up that diesel. Um, 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 let's
1: go diesel. Um. I ain't gonna lie to you. I just looked at Buffalo's uh what was the replays? Yeah. These niggas is fast as shit on defense. <laughs> they are flying the fuck around.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is Sean McDermott, so we already know. Holy shit. We already know what the deal is. But look, they, the thing is, though, they faced Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And then they faced the Dolphins. Dolphins couldn't hold up the pass protection. And knock two start knock two of the fuck out. And then the the uh the dolphins kept going for it and missing them. Going for a it fourth it down.
1: Mm-hmm. Dog, it's funny because Buffalo's probably in that shotgun like 95% of the time. And they just dropped it. They got this nigga dropped back like <laughs> 17 yards. All right, Josh, do whatever you want, bro. Just make a fucking play. That shit is crazy.
0: He looks, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. They should be worried. Like, it's only two games, so that's not even to say. Because he still makes some of the throws. Mm-hmm. But these, these two games look like 2019. Absolutely. Like, you don't know what you're getting. Some throws are accurate, some aren't. I see. I seen a downfield passing stat. Hold. On, let me let me find that drop before the podcast starts. Actually, but last year he was like fifty percent on downfield passes. This year he's like, like four sixteen or four twenty. My bad. Like, with like with like bad misses, and this is how he used to look. Uh-huh. There is no way. Someone can see that dude in 2019 and think 2020 was possible.
1: No way. Yeah, nobody saw that shit coming.
0: We've seen their playoff game, man. Mm-hmm. Like, There's no way, man.
1: But it's, I don't know. Because I was coming around on him, but it definitely looks like 2019 Josh Allen. I mean, I mean yo, I,
0: I mean, I came, I mean, you my thing is 2020 Josh Allen I would never seen before. Never right. seen him before.
1: Because it's like, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> I right, got that joint right here. Hmm. Uh, uh, passes 15, 15 plus area yard throws. He was 48.5% last year on 101 attempts this year. 23.5% 23,
1: 23. on 17 you of know? them. Jesus. In- but it showed in little, these little 10-minute clips I was just peeping like. They wasn't even going downfield like that. Like everything was short. I mean, they wanted. To, I mean, don't get me wrong. Manny Sanders was making, and it's surprising. Manny Sanders looked like he got a, <laughs> like he got a second win or something. He got a little speed out there to him again after that little Achilles injury he had. But I don't know, man. It don't. It definitely don't look like twenty twenty Josh Allen. But I ain't gonna get boosted because you know that's when usually we the game mm-hmm. where you get. You know what I'm saying?
0: Right, where you look like your own self.
1: mm Hmm. Where Devin Singletary comes out there and has his first hundred yard game. <laughs> like 20 plus games. Right, or right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's really where the concern should be. I feel like that's what always happens to us in these mm-hmm. games.
2: Do y'all even want to talk about the Giants game like a yeah. week later? We can talk about let's keep it brief though. Let's keep that like real brief. But no the Giants, we are damn for sure talking about that. Well, yeah, but, but yeah, but that was seven days ago. I don't give it,
0: Paul Paul. <laughs> We, so we supposed to just not talk about the Giants game because it was, it wasn't, but this is a podcast about only the football team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a, our first win of the season.
1: Yeah. It was the Giants. First win versus national
0: Giants. Cheers. We talked about <laughs> that shit.
2: Listen, I would love to talk about the Giants. I'm just saying like, is it going to like, oh, somebody cuts on the podcast. They, uh, listen, I'm that's fine. L- let's just keep it to like, Ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Like, let's not do a forty-five-minute segment on the on the win.
1: Gotcha. I'm not gonna go off uh, off the Richter scale. Stay in line. I mean,
2: everything everything they've, they they could have heard by now, but a win. They probably were, were just giving our take on it.
0: But they ain't hearing
1: from me.
2: But that's why we talk about. They want to hear Ian <laughs> from <and> <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right,
2: well, let's get let's get to it then. Let's get to it then. All I know is that. When Hopkins missed that first kick, me, Corey, and, and Beach were in this basement. And it, it was DEFCON 1 level 100 defeat Like, Corey was on the floor laid out. I was a
1: Corey, wake your ass up. Wake your ass up and threw a flag on this motherfucker. Let's go, dog. <laughs> no, my heart literally dropped, man. Let alone, because we had already been talking about Hopkins and I'm like, okay, this is a great situation for Hopkins to pull through for us and Thank God for Dexter Lawrence jumping his badass offside. So yeah, but you,
0: you knew he was going to miss it, though. I job did, though. Clay. I think we, the, the, the we the, all the anchor has improved, you know. I mean, but let's be real. I think I, I don't think many of us felt like that shit was going in when we first lined up. I wasn't very confident he was making it. I pretty much assumed he was going missing. We we're going to have to just deal with the consequences. Of missing so we know we don't get that kind of break we usually yeah, do that for other teams
1: especially against
0: the Giants.
2: yeah that wasn't even a uh, kick that Hopkins missed it's a kick that as a franchise we've missed for like 30 years yeah. how many times it has Eddie Murray or Chip Miller or Nick Kai Forbath or Corey's Nick Novak have a switch switch a bless. yeah missing them joints easy 10 yards wide right. <laughs> 10 yards wide right.
0: <laughs> but look, look, he made it. Get your confidence up. You, you got a chance to redeem yourself. Because if you had missed that, I mean, we still got to call kickers. And I think they call kickers in this week. Because, like, bro, uh-huh. you did miss the first one. Mm-hmm. But hopefully you he gets it together after this,
2: man. Mm-hmm.
1: It did look for, like, a second he was going to miss that second one, too, did he not? Nah, I I actually hoping I well I ain't gonna say I was hoping I was, I was all hoping, but I was like after missing the one with the flag, there's no way that Hopkins could miss this back to back. Kickers just they're not
0: Kickers. really missing back to back kicks,
1: like that. yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I know. I thought he was a make the
2: second one. I definitely thought he was a mid the second one. It's like free throw just- shooters. But that joint wasn't dead center, like far from dead center. Yeah, still right up there. That's all I'm saying.
0: I know, but I I mean you make it, you make it. I don't really care if it's down the middle or not. It's just it's very unlikely an NFL kicker is missing like back to back in like in that range of the field. Nah, Mm -hmm.
2: that's unlikely. So all right, Hopkins saved this, but I don't think any of us can say that there was a clean game. They have some problems, they have some things they need to clean up. We're not apologizing for wins, but they can't play too many more of these games and hope that their opponents just fuck up the bag and hand them a victory like the Giants did on Thursday night. Uh, What's the most concerning thing to you guys um, coming out of last week's game?
0: Fucking linebackers. This is disgraceful, man. Like My thing with the defense in general, everybody needs to shut up, including 99. Don't want no one wants to hear it right now. They need to play better. What's with all these open completions in the middle of the
1: field, man? Well, coach has been telling us that. Basically, people are blowing assignments, not doing their damn job. And I, I kind of agree with him. I feel like we got a bunch of people on the defense that are just freelancing. I don't know why these guys are out there freelancing because clearly, when we started off the year, because remember we started off the year slow last year defensively when people were just not buying into the scheme. And when they all finally bought in, I felt like they played better as a unit. And these first couple games, it's just like. That back seven, and obviously we know we're expecting more things from the D line, and they're not outside of John Allen. They're not really holding their own right now. But that back seven has been—I ah, don't know, man. It's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a scary sight to see because it, it's very concerning, especially those linebackers. But Bostic—he has not improved in coverage. Um, I feel like he's Cliff. You kind of mentioned he might have gotten worse compared to last year. Um, and obviously we know Jamin's coming along slow, but I, I mean obviously he improved a little bit. But we—we we need more from Jamin Davis because. And we have to see Boston on the field for that many snaps each week. I don't see how that shit gets better, honestly. We spent a
0: lot on these DBs. Mm-hmm. I think we're top five in the league in terms of what we spent on DBs. We got a high
1: paid safety, got a
0: high, two high paid
1: corners. We have a high paid safety that takes the worst angles in the league.
0: But th- this is what I'm saying, though. We have spent a lot on this defense, draft capital. Salary cap. This is not gonna cut it. No, <laughs> it's just not. Not. It's not. It's not. It's not. I'm, I'm gonna give y'all two. It's been two weeks. Okay, whatever you had. Two guys, four days. They're better be improvement on Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're better being proven.
2: I sent you guys this stat in a uh, private chat. John Bosick in coverage: nine targets, nine catches, one oh two 11.2 per pop, Holcomb, 10, 8, 71 yards, 9 a pop. Uh, they got to get better, not just next week, for the rest of the season. It's, uh, it's a worrying situation because the linebacker unit was not great last year. They let, frankly, one of their better players walk in KPL. They brought in a rookie who was very, very great and who was improving week by week. But they're rocking, for the most part, with Bosick and Holcomb, and they, ha- they can't stop a nosebleed in the middle of the field
1: they're not bringing anything to the table because they're blowing assignments. They're (laughs) like, they're just not doing the job. And I just don't understand like for a team that, you know, defensively I felt played better ball as the year went on last year. It just seems like we've completely regressed as a whole unit. And it's like, I I just don't know how they're going to improve if we're not going to take Boston off the field. Like, and I'm not putting it all on Boston, but he's a major part of it. Like you just mentioned nine for nine. That shit is unacceptable, bro. That, that's those third and nines, third and tens, those drives where you you do good on first and first and second down, and then we get to third down. It's almost like a guaranteed first down if the ball is going towards Boston and coverage or Holcomb in coverage, or it's just like it's just too entirely too many blown assignments. People leaving their zone. We're playing zone, but nobody's in their zone. It's just it's just all over the place, all over the place. It's, and then you, and you I, got the
0: the drives that they've been extending with penalties. It's just mm-hmm. I feel I'm, I'm almost in the mind of like there's too much talent on this defense for it to continue to be this bad. It's not possible.
2: Yeah. Uh, fifth and penalties right now. They're, they're giving up 58 percent on third downs. That's third worst in the league. Better. Not sustainable. Not sustainable at all. Um, and I mean, you know, turnovers are sometimes a very fluky stat only forced two in the season. I'm sure they'll have more There'll be games where they get several, but um, gotta be more opportunistic on defense and you gotta just play sound football. Like no more penalties, no more missed assignments. Like they're quite lucky that Darius Slayton chose to drop that ball. Or else it mm-hmm. would have been fat lady singing early. That would have been 30 to 20 mm-hmm. with like six minutes to play. And at that point, the game's pretty much in hand. I mean, they were lucky to win without that touchdown with that seven on the board. They don't make it, uh, but let, let's talk about the offense. The offense scored 30 points, something they had only done like a couple times in the past few years total, and of course, the story is Taylor Heineke and his play, uh, 75% completions, a uh, passer rating of 105 almost. Uh, we all wanted to know what he would do to, to follow up his uh, playoff game versus uh, Tom Terrific, and that little bit they showed us versus uh, the Chargers in week one, and he really stepped up and played well. And what's most surprising to me is that he didn't really run that much. I know we talked on the podcast previous, and Cliff said, no, he needs to stay in the pocket and not run as much. And I was like, okay, Cliff. But that's what he did. He <laughs> threw the ball 46 times, and it was very, very effective.
1: He showed that he could be – he can allow the game to come to him and distribute the football. I mean, I, I, I'll i be honest with you. I didn't anticipate him doing that because you, you guys know that was one of my biggest concerns because I always felt like he was ready to just tuck it and run or just get out of the pocket and, you know make plays with his feet and improvise and get people open down the field. But, I mean, it was good to see him spread the ball around like that. I mean, obviously, we know McLaurin led the way with the 14 targets, but one, two, three, four. It was seven different people caught passes Thursday night. Like, that's great distribution. He was going through all his reads. I mean, outside of the pick, obviously, we know that was a killer. But, I mean, to see him bounce back and still get down there and drive the team down the field and get them in position, like, all you can do is shout out Heineken, man, because I felt like he had a hell of a game.
0: Told y'all, man, after after the Chargers game, I'm in, man. I'm in. It's done. So you ready to scream Listen, man.
1: <laughs> it's very
0: clear that this dude, right now, like we'll see how he is in his first world game. It's a big test. Yep. The guy is the guy really thinks he should be out here. Mm-hmm. He plays like it. He seems to know what he's doing. The team has confidence in him. The tempo of the offense. is the first thing I right. noticed in that Chargers game. And then you saw it again in the Giants game. Yep. They move at a tempo of a team that actually thinks they're going to score. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, we have been slow because everybody knows how this is going to end. Yep. Okay, we got, we had to go let Tress get warm. <laughs> but let's let's run this clock during in between these plays, right? Offense just looks very different, man. It looks very different with him back there. Like the way he's playing. Like, I, I, that throw to, uh, to Paul's man. Seals uh, Jones. For the
1: winner. Incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Hell, of a, hell of a pass. Look how fast we scored. Yep. Yeah. We ain't never done that. Couldn't tell you last time we did that shit. Probably <laughs> <laughs> it was not, or like,
0: Now Or, look, we might have had a Cousins drive that was similar to that at some point. Maybe,
1: but you know, I'm process oriented. It's like, nah, I ain't gonna go there on this podcast. <laughs> but just think about
0: how quickly that game changed. Mm-hmm. Right? It changed so fast. We're used to seeing that shit from the top, top, top offenses. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, other teams scored. Oh yeah, I ain't get a touchdown. Oh, bet you in trouble. Boom, boom, boom. Like that is the kind of shit that you you would see with the guys are playing Sunday night. From their offense, man. That was, mm-hmm. Office doesn't look like that since, Kirk. That's just the flat-out truth. Look good.
2: Yeah. You know my favorite things about Heineke? Um, you saw in that, that first game, he put a ball up to Logan Thomas and let him go over a smaller DB for a touchdown. Did the same thing to Ricky Seals-Jones. Like, he knows Ricky's a former wide receiver and he has a crazy wingspan. He can catch something at 10 feet. So he put it right at 9.9 and let him go over a DB and make a tough catch. Like, when's the last time you saw a quarterback on this team, not named Killer Heineke, throw the ball somewhere where
1: he's just giving the receiver a chance. It rarely happens, right? He recognizes that he has big targets and he's letting them go up and make a play. I'm with you on that, Paul. It's been a while. He yeah. also doesn't look like, like, scared though. Not at all. He's, he's not he's, scared. But this is the offense that he's been in. I, I I just feel like something with him and Scott Turner, their relationship, I feel like he just truly knows Scott's playbook. He knows how Scott Wants to run this playbook. He knows how he wants plays drawn up, where he wants to go with the ball. And I just, like you said, he just has confidence in himself. And they even asked him after the game. Remember, they were like, Do you feel like this is your team or you should be the starter the rest of the year? He's like, Yeah, I, I absolutely do. Like, I'm glad he said that. Like, I'm glad he's showing that confidence. I'm glad he's showing a little swagger. Like, that's exciting to see, man. So, like you said, hey, big, big road test on Sunday for number four, but I got yeah. all, I got confidence in him
2: maybe this plays into how much we believe in him. Not only do we know that he knows the offense and he's performed and he's a playmaker. This man is the type of player that can uh, turn a little bit into a lot with his legs or his ability to go down the field or his, his um, confidence in himself. But he also he's a he's a player that you want to root for, man. Like This man has been in like five different spots, been on injury reserve a million times, man was in XFL, the XFL goes under. Then he's in school thinking about his post-playing career. and then you know gets a call one month later he's going toe-to-toe with Tom Brady and one of the best quarterback performances this franchise has ever seen like it's like yo this man really might be the truth and if he's not I'm still rocking with him this man is like he has the mentality he has like the never say die attitude this man has like the charisma and the playmaking ability that you want from your quarterback he's somebody you want to root
1: and see do well well, especially for a team that's gone through 30 quarterbacks in the last 20, 25 years, he might be with the doctor ordered for this organization, this franchise. Like it's not someone that we took in the first round. It's not someone who's saying he wants he, he just wants to be wanted or he doesn't feel appreciated. It's not someone who's all in the videos, no pressure, no diamonds. You know, we've been through all that bullshit. Like the dude's humble, man. He and he's hungry. And like you said, Paul, the brother was in class. Like Scott Turner told him, just make sure you stay ready. So and for him to come out here and, and just, you know, the way he's playing, like, I mean, you, like you said, it's hard not to root for a guy like that. Do y'all think Rivera believes in him, though? Yes, I do. You think,
2: And I, be- I, be- I know he believes in him because they didn't dial it back when he stepped in the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The offense didn't change. You go out there and do what we had planned for Fitz. We're
1: not scaling shit back. Yeah. Do you remember that? Told us well, they didn't technically say that, but I guess Scott Turner was the one back in Heineke and Riverboat was the one that's Kyle Allen is his guy. And I'm not saying Ron don't, he don't rock with Taylor, but you know how when he's in his press conference and they're always talking about, you know, building a team and then you go find your quarterback and all that stuff. I just try, I'm trying to read between the lines with his answers and shit, but I mean, I guess Paul, Paul, you might be right. He probably does. Obviously, he has confidence in him. If he did, he wouldn't be starting him. So, hey, man, the famous thing. Don't listen to what they
2: say. Watch what they do. That's, you know, that saying applies in many, many walks of life. And, you know, they can say with press conferences, the fact of the matter is they let this man throw the ball 46 times. 46. On, on Thursday night. You know, and, and meanwhile, Gibby was cooking. Gibby was actually cooking out there, and he only got like 13 carries. They let hmm. this man, Taylor Heineke, carry the football team in a close to a must-win game. That says a lot about their trust in Taylor Heineke. They have Alex Smith under a contract they can't get rid of. They have Dwayne Haskins, who's a first-round pick the year before, and they just traded a pick for Kyle Allen in a COVID year. So they call Heineke and they say, okay, just be on deck because we don't know what's going to happen, right? As soon as, like, the chips were down, they could have gone out and they could have gotten any veteran. They chose to go for a guy that has little to no playing experience and hold him out there for a playoff game and didn't scale back the offense. That says a lot about the trust in the player.
1: It's a good point, Paul. I agree. I just really hope he goes out there and balls Sunday. It ain't even about getting a Vic, but if this brother can go into Buffalo and, you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> do what he been doing, hey, we mm-hmm. might. We I ain't even going to say
0: it. you going to start a dialogue like Charles Barkley? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not fully sold on Heineke. And, he, you know, he's doing everything. He's, he's doing his best every week to, to prove me wrong and shut me up. That's I just it's, I've been burned. It's, you're not I mean, so I've been burned. We're all intrigued. I, I'm very intrigued. Mm-hmm. If if Heineke were and it's not his fault. This is not his fault. Like, if Heineke were like 6 like 220 and it had been, you know had a bigger sample size, I probably would already be like Heineke, Heineke. Like I be yeah, bit, yeah. like I right. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this not only is he undersized, it also would be one of the most improbable Situations mm-hmm. that we, this team has ever found themselves in. We Back. never come up Back. like this.
0: Oh, it would be, Back. but it would be one of the most improbable stories in history of the league. Yep. So, yeah, and I think that's that is, like you said. That's a major part of it because he's not. He's from Old Dominion, right? Mm-hmm. He's like six feet, they say, right? If that one, they is, say, uh, not a big like doesn't have a big arm. So he doesn't have that same. He doesn't have the same uh, pedigree. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like Colt McCoy, frankly. Mm-hmm. Colt McCoy was a third-round pick, went to Texas, Heisman Trophy. Does Colt McCoy have a Heisman Trophy or did I just give him a Heisman Trophy?
2: I think he might have. You know, that's a, he does not have not a Heisman trophy. trophy. I've
0: never seen him in a Heisman ad. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, But it went to Mark Ingram is who it went to. But, um, yeah,
2: yeah. No, he, he doesn't finished, have
0: that same name, so I McCoy- just ask, like it makes us more skeptical mm-hmm. right, of what we're seeing. We're gonna yep. be like, We gotta see more. I gotta see more. Like, you gotta keep proving it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I didn't even cut you off. Colt McCoy finished second in, in the Heisman voting in 2008. You y'all know who won? Where no, I was, no, somebody else, 2008. It's a man, oh, eight, Tebow. Tebow was third that year in, in the Heisman voting.
1: Don't tell me. Yeah, hold on. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on.
2: Oh, wait. Yeah, I think T- what I was. Yeah, I think what I was going on. 08. Oh, oh, who the eight. worst? Who the worst team in the league was for several years in the, like, the late 20, 2000s?
1: Damn, Paul, I don't know who is. It?
2: Wore really ridiculous long sleeves. we used to call him Mr. Sleeves.
1: Cliffs man from, from Oklahoma. Oh, Sam Bradford.
2: There you go. Oh shit. <laughs> All right. Let's go over the 10 keys to the game on Sunday at the Buffalo Bills, a place we haven't won since what was it, November 1st, 1987. Mm. Do you know who the leading receiver was on that day? You're not gonna guess it. I'm just I'm no, just No, I don't. This <laughs> is it, it was Kelvin Bryant. Five Dang. for like 35. And like, I was looking at the stats. He was like five for 35 and two touchdowns. Like, like what's his name? Uh, it wasn't Doug Williams that day. It was Jay Schroeder. He, he's like 11 for 13. I'm like, yo, football in the 80s was way different. You acting way different, bro.
1: Way different till Doug got to that Super Bowl, started throwing them darts on them Broncos. Hey, 20. To, this
2: man was out there looking like warm Moon, that motherfucker, just aerating <laughs> it out. All right. <laughs> Yes, we all know it's going to be a tough battle. The Bills haven't looked as dominant as they did last year, but this is definitely the most talented team probably we've faced so far this year. Chargers are pretty good, but I think the Bills definitely are like a more uh, formidable matchup, especially with um, MVP candidate Josh Allen playing quarterback. So the first question I need to ask you guys, and uh, we can all think about the mobile quarterbacks that hurt us in the past, including last Thursday night when Daniel Jones, Almost went for a hundo on the ground by himself. How how the hell are we going to stop Josh Allen from using his legs?
0: (laughs) We don't treat Daniel Jones like he can run. I'll Mm -hmm. never understand it. Every time we face this guy, they treat him like they don't know he can run.
1: Every time, Cliff.
0: It never fails, Landon Collins. Like, what the fuck? They don't do as many design runs for, for Allen anymore. He doesn't run as much. Well, especially last year, he just doesn't run as much anymore. In fact, to me, I think if he's running a lot, it's a sign that he's not throwing the ball
1: well. hmm We got to stay in our lanes, man. Like Cliff just mentioned, Landon Collins. If I see this motherfucker bite on one more read read option, I'm going to fucking go shit. You have one responsibility. And it's funny because Rivera didn't name drop him in the press conference, but it's clear as day who the fuck he's talking about. Know your responsibility. And I'm not – it wasn't all just landing because a couple times Sweat lost – he lost outside control and he bit on a a read. But, like, you cannot continue to do that against these mobile quarterbacks. And I guarantee you, and I'm sure y'all know as well, Buffalo looked at that film, and you know they're going to have Josh Allen run that play a couple times versus us on Sunday. It's guaranteed because clearly we don't – we just don't – we don't know how to stop it. Now, I don't understand what we need to do. But first and foremost, Landon Collins, stay in your lane, my dude, and understand your responsibility and do it. And if he does not, he needs to get pulled. Because you cannot allow a quarterback who's not doing anything just consistently run the ball down the field on you. Like, that's that was basically the Giants' running game the other night. Obviously, Saquon had one long run. But, I mean, dang, we got Daniel Jones out here looking like Eric Crouch from Nebraska.
2: If I were Brian Dable, Bill's OC, I would say anytime you see 26 on the field yep. and he's showing any sort of action towards the line of scrimmage,
1: mm-hmm. Josh,
2: I want you to check to read option. Every Con- time. Boy. Conversely, if I were Jack Del Rio and 26 is in the game and I have him in any kind of run support, I'm saying if I see you not going after the quarterback, don't worry about the run, don't worry about the running back, You go after 17 every single time. I don't care if he gives it every single time. You blow Josh Allen up every chance you get. Do not, do not get beaten to the outside.
1: Do not. It just makes no sense how you consistently can bite on that. You know your responsibility. Obviously, I know he's trying to make a play, but do your responsibility first before you try to go out and do somebody else's job. Like, come on Landon, be better. And if he's not better, they need to pull his ass, period. We have too many players' quality safeties that can be in there doing that job, i.e. Curl, McCain, even Jeremy Reeves. Like, enough is enough.
2: Yeah, no, you're right about that. You're definitely right about that, man. It, it's going to be a challenge, man. Like close said, they don't call as many running plays for him as they used to. But we all worried that Josh Allen would kind of regress because no nobody had ever seen him go from one of the most inaccurate passers in the league two years ago to being what it was last year, which was maybe the most dominant quarterback, not named Patrick Mahomes in the NFL. Um, and this year he's kind of regressed back to it. Like I, it was 56% as a rookie. Second year, same thing. Last year is up over 70%. This year's back down to 56%. So if they decide to run the ball for the sake of just getting this win, because they've seen on film that our strong safety can't stop a damn option, then that's something we we'll have to worry about. And we're gonna know early whether that's their game plan or not. All right, number two. This is a silly question. I'm going to ask it anyway, because you all know Stefan Diggs. You know, he's in top three wide receiver uh, conversation and in, in, uh, wide receiver conversation. He's in that rarefied air top five. You know, for my money, he's top three. But Cole Beasley has beat us a lot, a lot, a lot. This man has been one of the top slot receivers in the league for a couple of years now. Um, who's more dangerous on Sunday? Is it Diggs or is it Beasley? And also, uh, take into account who's going to be guarding who. I don't know if they're going to have Jackson on Diggs, but we know Filler has been struggling. If they decide to move Diggs around in the slot, that's going to be a problem.
0: I mean, Diggs is always going to be more dangerous than Beasley, but (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if they both went for 100 on
1: Sunday. I'm right there with you, Cliff.
0: We just and always Paul- have problems. We They both always killed this story. Mm-hmm. Just yep. always. Because he's been killing us since he got to the league, man. I won't even pick between the two. I think they're both going to be a problem.
1: Honestly, it's a push. And, Paul, you made a good point. If they put Diggs in a slot, it's going to be a real problem. And my guess is they're going to move him around because right now we can't guard anybody out of the slot. I mean, and I don't know if we could guard anybody on the outside because based on that Slayton being wide open down the sideline and the miscommunication on the back end, obviously I'm sure Buffalo's watching that and just salivating over what they can do with Diggs on the outside or even with Beasley on the inside. So this is a big game for Fuller. St. Juice is going to be put in some situations where he's going to be isolated with Diggs on the outside. And what we also can't do, I know you didn't mention this one, but don't sleep on Manny Sanders. Um, I know that's not the question, but that motherfucker looks like he caught his second win. He's got a little speed back to his game. So for Diggs, who, who's going to be between Diggs and Beasley? I'm going to say it's a push because I think they both can whoop our ass. But overall, the whole secondary needs to be on their A game because any of these receivers can beat them deep, whether it's Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, McKenzie. Paul, I know you mentioned Gabriel Davis earlier. Like, they got some speed over there, bro, and they do whatever it takes as far as getting the ball down the field and getting the ball in their hands. So either way, secondary needs to be on their A game. Yeah. And that kind of leads me to number three. Um, I know. I I no, 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 no.
2: It's fine. This is kind of ties into it. Cause if I were Brian Daple, we all, we all know the bills like to throw the ball. They don't want like to run because mm-hmm. why would you have a potential MVP candidate at quarterback and you have a stable wide receivers who are all dangerous. They don't run the ball much, but Devin Singletary has two games a season. Each game he's gone over hundred and scored a touch. He's been productive. Should we worry about the running attack? Like, obviously, we need to be on our A game and make sure that Devin Singletary or Zach Moss or who, who have you, Matt Breida, don't get loose. But should we worry, should we put as much stock into the run game, knowing that they're going to try to throw the ball as much as possible?
0: I mean, what are you, man, what are you supposed to do? You got to dare them to run. Mm-hmm. I think I, for me, I feel like that's probably your best option.
1: I'd much rather have them. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you took the words out of my mouth, Cliff. I'd much rather see them turn around and hand the ball to Singletary. Um, I think it's going to be a situation where they, they may surprise us and run the ball a little bit more than we think. Um, Singletary's had a couple carries this year, man, where he's, he's broken. He's gone down the sideline a couple long runs. So I hope it's not a situation where we just completely forget about the run because obviously our linebackers can get exposed, whether it's in a run game or in the pass game. So you can't completely forget about it. Obviously, you know their strength is through the air, but – Don't dismiss what they can do on the ground because, like I said, Singletary can easily break one for a good 60, 70-yard game.
2: Yeah. Uh, He's one of my favorite players out of for Atlanta a couple years ago. I knew he he would be good. He just is in a situation where he's on a team that they don't run the ball much. But whenever he gets a chance, he usually does pretty well. And, like, we can't forget Zach Moss. He's more of, like, a uh, short (laughs) yardage. Yeah, power back. Can't forget Matt Breida. Like, he has tons of speed. So, if you give him an inch and you don't tackle, like someone we have Kind of struggle with the times throughout the first two games. Like he could definitely take a five, 10 yard carry and turn it into a house goal. So got to, got to be on our RA game. Yep. Question four. I'm put it very bluntly. Who's going to help John Allen. He's been a monster this season. He's been doing it pretty much all by himself in the interior. haven't really heard a peep from Deron Payne. haven't heard a peep from Matt. I Montez has had a couple good good uh, plays and we've talked about chase young and, you know what he needs to do and how he needs to step up. We've noticed that they've been running a lot of five-one-five. Five, you know, for those at home that don't know, what that references uh, five deep linemen, one linebacker, five DPs It's kind of a unique look that they've cooked this past year with this defensive personnel. But you want to see these five deep linemen, who was the the calling card of the defense, do better outside of number ninety-three. So who's going to be? Who's going to step up this week?
1: The whole damn unit needs to step up. Like, and shout out to John Allen. He's paying his ass off. I mean, obviously, he's got the sacks. I mean, he's he's getting double teamed. He's he's, he's making plays up front. But whether it's 90, 99, 94, 98, 97, everybody needs to come together and get on the game and do their damn job. And if everybody does their job, it won't be a question of who's going to help them because you'll see the whole unit making plays like they were last year. So... I'm not going to pick one, Paul. The whole group as a whole needs to step up and help 93.
0: Yeah, I'm going to echo that. But
1: I also think they need to get back to the basics, man. Yeah, doing their damn job,
0: But I'm saying even the the coordinators in general. Let's say I'm going to go with Jack Del Rio, in fact, in terms of who can help John Allen. Maybe it's time to go back to some of the stuff that worked last year. I feel like... There's been a little bit more change in the defense than, um, than maybe we had anticipated, and that can be part of, of why they're struggling.
1: Mm-hmm. You like know? trying out the three safeties at a time and the new five-one-five, five and yeah, just looking for nation. different.
0: And, and early in the year is the time to do it, I guess. Like I, I understand that, but I feel like that there's a lack of identity. Right? What are we doing out here? We're not really that. Being as aggressive, I feel like on passing downs. You saw a little later in the game on like that fuller sack. hmm It was a big play. There's got to be a little bit, a bit more of that. I'd be a little more that aggressive. our D line is good. But we can't, this is the NFL, this is a passing league. You can't, we can't just expect for four to get constant pressure. We don't have Aaron Donald on our team. Okay. Right. So we can't expect to get pressure with four consistently. It's just, I don't think it's just something you can count on like that.
2: Very talented players. I, I think that we kind of thought that they would all take that leap in the game. And it kind of appears that John Allen is doing the same thing he was doing last year, because I think he was very good last year. Um, Montez has kind of been doing his thing, but the other three guys have kind of been relatively quiet. I know that chase young, uh, you know, had seven, I think seven hurries last game or seven pressures or whatever it is. And that was one of the highest marks in the league. But you got to get home, man. You don't know have any sacks. I think he's 85th in like a uh, pass rush win rate, which is atrocious for somebody of Chase Young's stature. I don't want to get on this case because there's been a lot of that on Redskins' Twitter. Damn, Washington football team Twitter these past mm. couple days. Uh, I, I could put a dollar in the swear jar, my bad. But, <laughs> long, long story short is we need more from Chase.
1: We need more, and we're going to get it from Chase. But we also need more from ninety too. Like I know Chase is the big name; he's number two overall pick. But I was a big advocate of this being Montez Sweat's breakout year, and I need more from number ninety as well. They've both mm-hmm. been getting; they've both been getting shipped. They've both been getting double teamed. But you guys got to make; they got to make some plays. We need. I mean, you're you're the strength of the team. They need to step up and make some damn plays. Absolutely. And this conversation
2: is a good segue to number five. And our last defensive question is the chess match between Brian Dable and Jack Del Rio. We both, or well, all three of us agree, I should say, that we should be more exotic on Sunday. Maybe do a little bit more things that we successed success with last year, showing different looks. But when you do that versus a quarterback like Josh Allen and what he could do with his legs, you could get burned a couple of times. Maybe you force him into a bad decision or two, or maybe he just escapes the pocket and rushes for 60 yards. So is that something that you are concerned about? Do you think the risk outweighs the benefit on that the other way around? What
1: do y'all think? I mean, Cliff already touched on it. Del, Del Rio's got to help out. He's got to help out the defense as well. Um, I'm-, I'm not going to put full blame on him because players play, coaches coach. But at this rate, with our defense not performing after these two weeks, we got to stop experimenting on shit. And-, and maybe we need to go back to the basics like Cliff mentioned and, you know, be aggressive and just get- you can't. Just expect the front four to be the ones to get to the quarterback. Obviously, Dabble, he's going. How, how you pronounce his name Paul? Dable, Dable, Dable. Dable. You know he's Day- going to up. They they love to throw the football. We know what they do, but you can't let Josh Allen just sit in the pocket and just sit there and sit there and sit there. He's always in shotgun, so they're already giving him. T- I mean, he's already he's already getting time in the pocket. So we got to be a little bit aggressive. I mean, even I was screaming at your place last week. It would be nice to see us blitz. It'd be nice to see us blitz a corner, blitz a safety, like blitz the linebackers a couple of times. You got to switch it up, throw something, throw something that he hasn't seen yet. Because if we just lined about there with that front four and expect us expect them to get there, I mean, yeah, they might have the, they might win some, but chances are Josh Allen probably win more than we do. So we got to scheme it up where you know show him some shit that he hasn't seen on tape, and let's just try to you know get some pressure outside of the front four as well. Don't put it all on them.
0: Yo, you got to, to me, the key with Josh Allen, it was even like his last year. He's still, when he's under pressure, he still does some 20 Scary. Josh things. Like, he'll yeah. run back 30 extra yards, like, it take, like, an incredibly long sack, put the ball on the ground. He's, he's going to try to extend plays. So that gives yeah. you a chance to make some plays, man. It's one thing for them to be out here getting cooked like they were on Thursday, but there's got to be plays made. Yeah, because that's the thing about the schedule this year. If we're gonna be playing top quarterbacks, that means the ball's gonna get moved on us. Yes, yep. no way around it. Like the Chargers moved the ball on us, caused two turnovers though, both in the red zone. Like there's got to be mm-hmm. plays made. I felt like on Thursday, they weren't really making any plays.
2: Nope. No, I, I definitely hear you on that. The lack of playmaking ability on defense overall has been the bugaboo of this team so far. I can't believe that we're talking about this defense two weeks in. And we're 27th in the league. DBA you know, is if,
0: actually not as bad as you think. What I mean, obviously, it's only two games. But what would you guess if you had to guess?
2: Well, if you're saying it's not as bad as you think, I'd guess maybe around like what, like 20. I was going to say 19.
0: 18, 18. 18?
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that's not as bad as as – I know total yardage is kind of a uh, misleading stat. You know, there's a lot of things that go into that.
0: But well, the issue right now is third down. Yeah. 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 It's about making plays, man. Yep.
2: You know? Yeah. You know, they're killing themselves with penalties. The defense
1: mm-hmm. penalties, man. Can't have a third and 11. Kendall Fuller tackles the wide receiver. While At, he's the running marker. Marker. At the it marker. Unac- At the marker. Unacceptable.
2: Yeah. yeah uh just as a quick aside uh sterling shepherd man it, it's good to see you man because i've been waiting for him to be nice for a couple of years now and much as i hate the giants i've always liked sterling shepherd he's cooking this year
1: yeah, he cooked full his ass
2: yeah well, that, that, he, that he, is he, usually,
0: he usually does well versus us, though but
1: uh-huh. what's he doesn't do well versus us yeah i think he's, <laughs> i think Did he's probably barely <laughs>
2: Yeah, man. Listen, real quick, before we we take another uh, question here, we gotta give a fuck you shout out to our boys in New Jersey. If fuck you go you. into a press conference on Monday, if we go into a press conference day, and you gotta clarify, oh, I wasn't yelling at the quarterback. I was yelling at the red clapper. I was yelling at <laughs> the OC. It's not.
1: It, it's not going well for you boys. It's not. Oh. Play them the chance to rap. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you.
2: <laughs> uh, shout out oh. man jamie fox shout out my man jamie fox all right let's move to the offensive side of the ball uh heineke magic man uh i know we all believe in the things he can do the bills are the most aggressive defense that he's seen so far in his career here i know the Bills, the bucks are probably a better overall defense but i feel they're more of a straightforward we're rushing our four or five guys and we're just gonna play sound on the back end the Bills are going to throw a lot at Heineke on Sunday. So are we going to see more of this Heineke magic?
1: I think yeah. we can see more of the Why Heineke that? magic. Why not? no reason not to believe we can't. But, but what I will say is Scott Turner needs to be prepared for that McDermott defense. Because I, I mentioned uh, Cliff earlier, Paul. They blitz from everywhere. They are fast as shit. At every level, they have speed. Whether it's the D line, linebackers, secondary, there's speed everywhere. They blitz from everywhere, and I don't know if people remember. McDermott is a disciple of Jim Johnson, RIP, the former Eagles defensive coordinator, and literally, it's that defense looks like what they used to try to do in Philly, as far as just blitzing everywhere. I mean, safeties at once, corners. They'll drop the ends and bring the bring two safeties, though drop the linebackers and blitz a corner like they're coming from everywhere so i'm hoping obviously that scott can scheme it up work because we got to protect him if you don't protect, that's got to be first day. first and foremost you have to protect number four with this type of exotic defense that you're going to see on sunday please put in some pass protection pass passport we got to keep some a six man in the block please do it because if you don't they fuck around get four toe up on sunday so Can we see the Heineke magic? I think we can. I don't think Heineken's going to be the issue. I'm just hoping the coach can scheme it up where we protect.
0: Oh, no, this uh, this is a run game. I think you're going to see a lot. I think the run game, Uh, short passing. I think that's where it's going to be on on Sunday. I think it's going to be a little bit harder on the road to think you can just come out, especially like on first downs early. On the first couple of drives, even on Thursday, when we had those short drives, it came out pass, pass, pass. You're not seeing that on Sunday. I'd right. be shocked if they came out with their first two drives all passes. I think we're gonna see a lot of Gibson early. You can get them going, mixing that, um, mixing the play action game. I think that's probably gonna be the game plan versus Buffalo.
1: Got to make them linebackers think over there, man. Milano, Edmonds, AJ Klein, them boys is fast, man. They get to the football, so I'm Cliff. If you if you got to hand it off to 24, I'm good with that. I'm looking at the advanced stats right now.
2: I'm actually shocked to find out that we had the second highest blitz number in the NFL right now. I don't have the blitz rate in front of me, but we had blitz 32 times through two games. Shit, we might have blitzed, but we ain't getting there. Yeah, yeah but
0: that, we also playing as teams that are like throwing the ball every down.
2: Yeah. Right. And you also fuck around and, and had 81 defensive snaps versus the Chargers and shit. It's not they like, have, yeah, that, have. that. Number isn't relative to what the average would be. Exactly. I mean, you blitz 32 times, you fuck around. I had 140 offensive plays in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. The Bills have 26 blitzes through two games. They're not far behind us on the list. Number one is Tampa, which is 40. crazy to say because they didn't blitz much last year.
1: They blitz from everywhere. They do not care. They'll blitz. I
2: mean, the, but the
0: Bucks, I mean, that's Kyle Bolts. So,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. On brand. Absolutely. Not I hear you on that. All right, uh, next question, and this kind of goes back to what Cliff was just saying. This is the game where Antonio Gibson, I feel he needs to get his 20 touches, his 20 carries, because we need to do anything we can to keep Bills' offense off the field and find a rhythm for ourselves. And frankly, he's been underutilized. I think that he's shown that he's growing a little bit in his game. I think that he needs to see the ball more. So is this the game that we finally see that 20-touch game for number 24?
1: If we see a 20 touch game for 24, that means we might be we, we might be in a good spot on Sunday.
0: Yeah, uh, I think if you get them to 20, you probably you probably
1: won the game, frankly. Mm-hmm. But even point. with that 20, get about number 41. I know the question is about Gibson, but get that ball in the hands of number 41 as well. He can run that ball too.
0: Yeah, I think both in the run game and getting uh Gibson the ball uh quick in the pass game, mm-hmm. I think that's gonna be the plan. You're gonna probably see McKissick too. You on the road, you're playing versus a very good team. I feel like the only way you're gonna win is if your best players, especially on offense. Like in this kind of game, McCoy, Gibson, Thomas, yep. on the line is got step up. That's this is an everybody game, you know. Yep. So it, I'd be shocked we won just because Gibson was out there.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You're right about that if he has a 20 touch game that means that everything this- probably it probably meant it What everything went the plan everything mm-hmm. went the way it was supposed to man.
1: because mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. they don't give you 10 carries because you're killing it you know what i'm saying they do 10 carries because we need to do something else to to to, to win this game right now but they trailing if they're right if they if but if he's getting his touches and they're dedicated to the run game and he's eaten because with 20 carries you can only imagine what he would do with 20 carries uh, mm-hmm. Based on what he's done so far this season, then he probably yep. is going over 100 yards. He might have even scored a couple times. That probably bodes well for eating up the clock and getting this team in a better chance to win. Yep. Um, all right, question number eight. It's all about number seventeen. Uh, set career highs last week in targets and catches, and I think that also goes back. Speaking about Heineke, um, real quick, what like the fact that this man <laughs> has had eight different quarterback of him in a short time here in 31 career games and he his career high and i think his other career high was made a club game like he's actually has a quarterback doesn't go to ball throw the ball to him early and often but this is maybe the best secondary he's gonna face uh at least early in the season he spoke about trey white and how good he is this past couple of days in one of his press conferences i forgot what day it was uh i actually really like the bill safeties jordan poyer and mike hyde Two unheralded guys were really, fan. really good. Huge fans of them. Huge fans, mm-hmm. and not not just because they're both light skinned, see so guys. They're actually pretty good.
1: Cliff, <laughs> <laughs> you see that shit?
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, My wait,
0: hey, listen, man. The <laughs> is cooking any secondary.
1: Period. It's a good test for him, though, Cliff. I'm with you, but it's no. Nah, it's a good test.
0: You. It's a good test for
1: them. No doubt. It's how I put it when it
0: comes to 17. It's 17 not a good test it. for 17. It's a good test for their secondary. They've played Pittsburgh. They've played Miami. Those two teams don't got a McLaurin. No they doubt. Do. They do not. So good luck, Sunday. Because the thing is, now we used to have guys who didn't target corn for real. That's coming to 17. You better hope to double team in Tredevius White. Because otherwise, you're getting cooked out here. Plain and simple. Cliff said, <laughs> My
2: man, fight get cooked. Shoot. <laughs> Don't get me hyped out here. Let me chill,
0: though. Let me
2: chill. Let me no, chill. But, no, real shit. The question was, Can 17 dominate? And it sounds like the answers are resounding yes. But Cliff is right. Like back when it was out Smith, it was like, Okay, well, 17's out here, but so was, he 11. Didn't get the ball. <laughs> so was 11. So was number seven. So mm-hmm. was number four. Talk, or not from four, uh, number eight. Talking mm-hmm. about Case Keenum, you know what I'm saying? The quarterback's mm-hmm. not really there to give him the ball. Now that you're all noticed that 17 mm-hmm. is out there and he's getting 15 targets a game. So you better be ready because this man will eat. He's been waiting to eat for two years. Right. Got enough yep. to give him the ball. And he's getting all types
0: of targets. It's not just just – we're not just getting it to him one way. You saw him, mm-hmm. you saw him catch, get him on all types of routes on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Right? So you, you're getting it everywhere. You better bring help.
1: I'm just happy to see us getting him the ball, man. Get you him the guy. Him. Up here, how you get him the ball, you have to target 17. And I don't think we got to worry about it because, you know, Heineke's going to target 17. He don't give a damn. He has all faith in 17 winning his matchup. So, yeah, I think 17 can't cook on Sunday, but this it's, it's going to be a good matchup. Most definitely. Most definitely.
2: All right, number nine. Let's talk about Sam Cosme for a second. And while I have liked his progress and – we've all seen a stat that he's one of the best uh, rookie all for the tackles in the game right now. Uh, if you subscribe to PFF, uh, he's one of the top run blocking tackles of any like age right now. He's like, I think he's like third by PFF's standards yep. as far as run blocking. So that's good. That's nice. Yep. But um, his pass rushing has his pass protection, I should say, has left something to be desired. And he's going up against a really ferocious pass rush. Like Jerry Hughes has been doing it for a long time. I know y'all saw the video of AJ Afanessa. I sent y'all in the chat the other day. Like he's put together a nice little arsenal of moves in his early in his second year. Can't forget about Gregory Rousseau, also got Mario Addison starting on the right end. Like he's going to see his fair share of really, really uh, effective pass rushes come Sunday. Um, One, do you think that he can do it? Two, should they try to give him some help? Because you don't want a situation where it's just bombardment of just pass rushers and blitzers in Heineke's face all day.
0: Man, run your, my thing is run your offense. This The thing is now, this is the league, man. There's not going to be any, you, you're not playing fucking TCU no more, man. Every, or West Virginia.
2: you get big me. Tw- Watch it.
0: You get me like every week. The other guy is going to be someone who's really fucking good. Yep, that's the league. You can either block here or you can't. We see Rashawn Slater looking like a dog. Mm-hmm. First round. Ready. Cosme's had his up and downs, mm-hmm. right? But he's 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 played. He's been playing. solid. The thing is, when you play right tackle or you play any tackle position, if you give up a pressure, everybody sees it, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, look, Cosme fucked up." He's got a couple penalties. He's got to get cleaned up. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't. I think he's been solid.
1: Yeah. Damn. For you, he's leaving some. Obviously, he can improve in, in pass pro. They said, obviously, that's more technique situation. So, but to see him dominate in the run game like he is, I mean, the sky's the limit for this dude. I mean, I wouldn't mind them chipping a couple times because I, I was not a fan of how they left him. I saw a couple times with Bosa in week one. But like nah, Cliff said, you're they,
0: one-on-one out here. Welcome <laughs> Yo, we we got rid of Morgan Moses to get someone who we had to help. We didn't help Morgan Moses. Facts. Facts. I
2: just, facts. Want, you I just want to. just want to to
0: be playing better than Moses was last year?
2: Or is at, okay. at the same level? What's the same level? I'd say it's about the same level.
1: At least with Cosme, you know he's young and there's room for improvement, especially in a pass pro situation. That's clearly. True. Oh, yeah. Cosme. You said, like, right,
0: like, he really, it's hard for me to be like, wow, like, Ups or bothered by his play? When I'm like, he's playing at a solid level. He's a second round pick rookie. What can I really be? More can I really be asking for him? He looks like a dominant, potentially dominant run blocker. Uh-huh. Definitely, he's run blocking stand out in the preseason.
1: Hundred uh-huh. percent.
0: So uh-huh. I can't be asking for much more. You went ahead to head with Bosa. Bosa's tough. Yes. Uh- he, he beat you early. Uh-huh. He started winning as the game went on. Nigga, you go against Chase and Montez every week. Every day. <laughs> so <laughs> no know, there is no such thing as a formidable duo that he, like, he sees it every day. He's not going against <laughs> Kynar Lang every fucking week. So my <laughs> 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 real shit.
1: Yeah, my man, Lang. Like my bad,
0: Canard that. K- K- Lang. That's not, I, I really didn't mean it that way. But, but, but like, you're going against <laughs> the top of the league at their position. Yeah. This is so who you play in the game is are they gonna be as good as the guys you're gonna get some practice? Probably not. Right. So you no. Get it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I definitely hear you on that. Uh for what it's worth, that first third down last week, they actually put that sack on Heineke, or Rivera did at least when he was talking about it. He held the ball, he held the ball too long. I said yeah, it too. Yeah, yeah, because he, he actually had a good set versus ojalaria on that play. And then just, you know, he has the ball for five, six seconds. And it's like, okay, what do you want me to actually do here?
0: Yeah. And then on that, on the um, necessary roughness, guy lowered his head. He's about to make this block. No problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Crush. Listen, the last guy committed penalties, too.
1: Yeah, a lot of them. Oh, stars, <laughs> that <definitely. laughs> um, would,
2: would y'all say that Cosby's more talented than Moses? Yeah. Really was ridiculous. That's ridiculous.
1: Like, I don't think Moses. I don't think we ever saw Moses dominating and running game the way Cosme is, and Cosme is a rookie. Yeah,
0: Cosme's motherfucker's yeah. an
1: ox man. Yeah, he yeah. looks looks forward to crushing play, somebody.
0: Big, strong plays. Like, the, you get unnecessary roughness because you out here trying to fuck somebody up.
1: Mm-hmm. I ain't mad at you. And
0: that's what right? that was on that play. Like, I I, mm-hmm. I thought Morgan was a solid player, but I don't think like at no point. Leading up to the draft that people think Morgan could have been a first round pick. Yeah, no. The physical ability. Cosme has a lot of physical talent.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to like two mount horn. I'm not really doing that here. But like remember, we're having this conversation in April. And I said, you know, Cosme is a guy I'm targeting so much so that like if we were to trade back from 19, he's not somebody I would mind snatching in the late first because he has that much talent. Like he yes, he's game needs some polish. But he's out here week two being a top-shelf run blocker. Like, half his game is already very, very good. He's has to yep. get the other half to meet him there. Bring it up. Yeah. All right, question number 10, last one. And this is about Rivera versus Sean McDermott. Obviously, there's a mentor-mentee dynamic there. They have very much a familiar relationship from their days in Carolina. Um, do you think that there's any advantage either way on the Bill side or our side Due to that relationship between them and knowing what
1: the other guy might try to do? Nope. I think it's split because obviously they both, they've been coaching together. Um, they know each other's schemes. Even Heineke mentioned, like he knows, well, not Heineke, I think it was Scott Turner that meant that the media asked him about um, what does he think about McDermott and as far as his scheme, da, 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 da. He's like, yeah, well, you know, we know, we battled all the time in practice. We know. And he said they're still using the same base practices as far as defense. Defense-wise, as far as what they're doing with their blitz packages and what they do in their base scheme, so obviously I think McDermott is pretty familiar familiar with what we're doing offensively and defensively. So I don't think it's truly an advantage on either either side. I mean, hopefully we won't be surprised by anything they do. But as far as an advantage, I don't I don't think there's truly an advantage coaching wise.
0: Yeah, I'm agree there. I feel like that the, like the whole league is a bunch of teams that know each other like this in some capacity, so.
1: Just know they both don't want to win it, though, because they coach together, so. <laughs> Leslie Frazier, he the one guy Rivera in the coaching. So. We are more <laughs> like,
0: we're like sister cities almost. It's friends mm-hmm. right now, right? We're do- yep. A lot of the things that the Bills are doing is what Rivera wants to
1: do. Yep. So,
0: I got no, I got no ill will towards the Buffalo
1: Bills. Not at all. I like McDermott.
2: Yeah, McDermott is- been a very solid head coach in this league. I mean, uh they, you know, they started turning around a little bit under Rex Ryan those last few years when they went to the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. But yeah, when they Jeremy ran him out Jar- of town. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he didn't deserve it. The Ryan brothers are kind of not about Tyrod. They ran oh, and- Tyrod out of town. Ah, they made yes. their
0: first playoff appearance of the century. century. Yep. I live- Right? It was of the century, right? The last time they went, they had gone the to playoffs. Yep. a unique, miracle. That was 99. Yep. I yep. first made the playoffs for the first time in a century.
1: Oh, that brother get the fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then they told him to bounce, which somehow weirdly led to people thinking Tyrod wasn't good. Mm-hmm. The niggas barely had a job since, like, he went to Cleveland, but he, they really didn't want him. Right? It was from mm-hmm. big, They went to to the Chargers. They really didn't want him. It was for Herbert. Then he comes out, looks like Tyrod. Sure did. Yeah. Damn shame. But either way, nah, the the Bills, listen, the Bills got lucky. Not lucky, but last year, Josh Allen went off, and everybody looked like geniuses. Uh They gave him a big deal, though. You better, they better hope this regression, that this is not regression. Ooh. Because <laughs> you went on that pod yesterday.
2: Yeah, sure did. What, what, was what, they were, they about? About? what were they talking about? It's funny you mentioned that because one of the things that we talked about is kind of like how, like, since 91 season, since they had Machine Gun Kelly and we had Mark Ribbon, who wasn't really a franchise quarterback. But, like, the past 20 years, quarterback-wise, it's kind of been like mirror images between our franchises. Like they've had like the Rob Johnson's, the Doug Fluties, they've had the JP Lossman.
0: JP Lossman.
2: Right. Like they've been in the dark for like 20 years too, as far as quarterbacks go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will explain to them how, like, because they asked me what's the obsession with Heineken. Not saying that it's like not deserved, but it's it's kind of known around the league that. There's kind of like a cult following right now for Heineke as far as our fan base goes. I was like, one, we've been desperate. Two, he's an easy guy to root for. You know, so I'm saying, like, but for every Alex Smith here, there has been a Rob Johnson on their side. They've been looking for quarterback for a long time, too. And, and until last year, it looks like they had fucked up another bag.
0: Yeah. Or Nathan
1: Peterman. Yeah, more important, yeah, Nate Peterman.
0: You know that's the interesting thing. Like I, I know a couple Bills fans. I, I work with one, and he's not. Even during last season, he wasn't like sold on that. Like, that's the weird thing about how football is when it comes to NFL coverage, right? And we see with our team. A lot of times, the way your team is being talked about nationally is in no way reflective of how the fan base actually feels. Hmm. Right. And when you hear them talk about Josh Allen last year, nationally, incredibly positive. Is he as good as Mahomes? But the Bills fans, they saw the other years. Yeah. So they knew oh, this, is, yeah. we, this is kind of a fluke. Like, not even that it was a fluke, but like, we're not all the way sold. Like, my boy at work is like, oh, I kind of think it's because there was no crowds last year. It's like his thing.
1: That's crazy. But there's like
0: still this like skepticism because they saw what he looked like before last season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot who was talking about it. Um, one of the national funders have, was talking about it on a pod this week, and we have said this on this pod a million times privately and publicly, like nobody, and I mean nobody, has ever seen a jump from year two to year three like Josh Allen made. He looked like a totally different player. Like I couldn't believe some of the plays he was making last year. It's it's un it's unbelievable really what he did. Mm -hmm. Not only was it inaccurate, you know, he was putting he wasn't great on his reads. Like there's a lot of things about his game that were incomplete last year, or two years ago, I should say. And last year, I I don't have the stats in front of me, but he was in the MVP conversation. If he was if Patrick Mahomes didn't exist. Then he would have been the MVP of the league. Oh, Rogers, so, or, Rogers. I'm sorry. I'm mm. sorry, sorry. 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 Rogers didn't exist. R-R-R-A-X, R-E-L-A-X, relax. Where Josh, Josh Allen finish in the uh MVP voting last year. Anybody know playing, that wasn't me? Was yeah, yeah. I'm Holmes and Rogers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a conversation that would have been unimaginable 13 months ago. Right.
0: Yeah, you know what Allen, sorry my, and this is okay. I'm gonna say two things, and you know, then we can go to get the trivia. Tri- well, talk about this, and then we can get the trivia, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say he's Carson Wentz because that's not fair. Because Carson Wentz wasn't this good, right? No, no. But I'm not gonna say he's Carson Wentz.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Carson Wentz was not- Okay. Not a- all right. Fine. If Carson no. had a hell of a. He did, but he was not on what Josh. He's not know.
0: on this that level that Alan was playing at was yeah, nah, this is different. Like your arm is incredible, like dog. His yeah. his arm is amazing.
2: Throwing darts and shit. Literally. Literally. Amazing. That man's yeah. throwing the ball in the 20-degree weather. The fucking <laughs> winds from Niagara Falls is blowing you every which way. And Joyce is a fucking dart through that breeze. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs>
0: But you, in a way, he kind of reminds me of one of those like big arm pitchers who used to, was throwing 99, 100, but was walking a lot of guys. And then one, the one year, it's like, yo, work on this, work on that. the The walks just drop, right? Yeah, right. But you don't know if it's, this is real, right? Because who's supposed to just go from not walking guys Started to walking everybody to not walking anyone. Mm-hmm. Which gave like... him, you him—you literally gave him Mah- almost Mahomes level money.
1: Mm-hmm. Didn't he get 250 or some shit? No, I think he got more than that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think it might have been 250.
2: You know, this is not the apples to apples comparison, obviously, because it's different in sports. But you know who he kind of reminds me of? And obviously, the other guy has had a bigger sample size of being good. But he reminds me of Giannis. A little bit because he's just so hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I was only saying that because Giannis presented such a physical package that was so different than everybody. Like physically Giannis is in a league of his own. Just like Josh Josh, and the knock on Giannis was he's not going to win a ship or not be able to win a ship until he cleans up a few things in his game. And last year when Josh Allen did, they damn near went to the Super Bowl. That's all
1: I'm saying. And the contract was six years for two six for two fifty eight. I
0: I still say Giannis is more like Lamar. It's just like because of the criticism, right? Yeah, Giannis can't like, shoot. Can't like, like, like this major focus on something Giannis can't do. Mm-hmm. Everyone, so, like do you, Allen could earn this reputation yep. because he was drafted highly. Mm-hmm. he didn't play well in college, he was drafted high. Then every because people were out here telling us oh he's gonna be the best he should be number one pick but leading up to that draft we're like well he hasn't played well Mm -hmm. doesn't play well as a rookie doesn't really play well his second year and then all of a sudden he's a top three quarterback Mm
2: -hmm. you know you know what it was jay gruden jay gruden was on with she and he was talking about how he was the most inaccurate quarterback he'd ever seen yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously, but like, yeah. like I used to send y'all clips that I would see, dog, sailing passes like 10 mm-hmm. pass mm-hmm. past guys, not even close. The shit was so absurd that, like, when I saw him at the beginning of last year, I was like, this doesn't make any sense.
1: The fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> you, what's going on.
0: you know what he is? Him and Mahomes are incredible video game quarterbacks,
1: man. Oh my God. Mm.
2: Yeah. That's the man you draft first overall in your um when you're building a team, when you're building mm-hmm. your own joint. I mean, it's like Mahomes and it's Allen, and this motherfucker is throwing for like 65 tutties <laughs> in, in year like 2027 in your dynasty league. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's get to these predictions, then we'll get to some trivia. Unless Cliff, you had another point to make. Sorry.
0: No, no, I was, because you remember when I said, that, remember our conversations about Wentz, when Wentz got drafted,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
0: And how bad I thought Wentz was. And then Wentz had an MVP type year. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was called an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, a player's career is, is it's not just like a stock value, mm-hmm. right? Just because we, we're talking about players who were, we're expecting to play, 10 15 years, we can't be like, Well, the decision is all different just because it's year three, right? Right, like, there's 10 more years supposedly. What's his name is gone out the league, Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Griff, a year in, you would have said a lot of things about Griff. Yep, two years later, different story. So, <laughs> it changed for once. Let's see, I hope, because Josh Allen is so good that I'm like, yo, I hope, and especially for that franchise, it would be good for them if Josh Allen was like this and not, and didn't revert back to that that
2: old thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely rooting for them, that fan base. They deserve it. Yeah, this is not going to be the podcast, but I'm watching the replay of this Dallas um, Chargers game right now on the network. Hey, we got to go to SoFi ASAP. That joint is gorgeous. Don't look crazy, right? That joint is beautiful. I didn't even notice that one end of the stadium is open-ended, kind of like yep. let that, that breeze in. I'm like, yo, that joint looks
1: beautiful. Not gonna be better than that Vegas drink.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's definitely and if hey, Vegas looking Vegas probably three and because they're definitely gonna be dolphins on Sunday with two out.
0: Yeah, yeah. You, hold and hold on before you say things like that about the
2: Dolph- about the
0: Raiders, man. <laughs> Don't just be out here stamping Raiders W's. You know
2: better than that. They go football, did the same thing last year, right? Yeah. No, I hear you, but I would have like, I would have bet a sizable sum after them beating the Ravens on Monday night, they were gonna lose to the Steelers, like by a lot. And I know the Steelers aren't that good, but the fact that they beat them, that, that the that gruden led team beat them, made me go, okay. Well, maybe this year is different. They're really probably they're probably to beat them. the Chiefs, didn't they? They did, no, they didn't. You're lying, but they did. did they?
0: They did the lap. Wasn't was last year the year they did yep. the lap around the stadium? Was it in and, and Kansas City, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yep. Hold up. Let me look that up. I don't remember that at all. It was that, that two happened. years ago? I remember them going around that stadium. Oh, no, nah, Cliff, you might, it might be no, two no, years no, ago. They, oh, no, no, they beat them last October. Yep. They beat them, so, yeah. They,
0: went, they did the lap because the Chiefs had yeah. that last year. They did the lap.
2: It had hands up. Okay, you're right about that, damn. You are right about that. I forgot they, all about that They win. blew
0: a playoff spot last year.
2: They was hyped off that shit. Right. to Fitzpatrick. Remember that that uh that uh was it? I forgot who even caught that pass, but that long joint through threw for like 50 yards and also got like face masks real yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. That was the game they had to win, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Raiders, they be fucking up. But they're better than I thought they were gonna be. I know that like Weller Weller, Waller would be good. I thought Ruggs would, would take a step. Um, But you know Brian Edwards, my man, he's been looking all right. Like he's we'll see
1: been if the right. Oh, this is the first month of the season.
2: You know, how week
0: that goes. two, folks.
2: Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let's get this. <laughs> all right. Let's get this prediction then. We've um, all been on Washington each of the last two weeks. I have a feeling that this week might be a little bit different. I know that for me personally, I'm gonna lean towards the Bills in this one. And I'll go ahead and start us out since I already spoiled my pick. Um, <laughs> I just think that this is, uh, you know, with it being the first road game. Buffalo's is a tough place historically for us to play and for anybody to play in. That place is going to be rocking on Sunday because it usually is. Bill's Mafia likes to get liquored up and jump through folding tables in the parking lot. I, you know, I, I don't know much about that, but I know that they're going to be really fired up for a home game. Um, Heineke in his first road appearance for this team. And I just, I personally think that this team poses a very tough challenge for us. I think there's ways that we could win, but I think they pose the most difficult challenge for us out of any team we faced so far. So um, while I think that we're going to keep it close, and they'll be improved in some of the things that we have been kind of messing up early in the season, like penalties and uh, and third downs, they'll get better. But I'm going to say too much Bills, too much Josh Allen. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Bills 26, Washington
1: 21. I'll follow up. Um, I'm kind of along the lines that you you are. Um, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna give them a little go. We're gonna give them a battle. I don't see a situation where they gonna they're gonna run us out of the stadium, but I just think ultimately they're gonna make a few more players on the offense than we are. Um but I do I, I do anticipate Heineke putting some points on the board for us. Um getting moving the ball down the field. Um, but the defense has got to step up. Um, I think they'll make some plays, but I don't think they're going to make enough plays. Um, unfortunately, I think we're going to take an L 27 to 23. Buffalo.
0: Um, look, Buffalo's supposed to win the AFC, AFC potential contender right one of the best teams in the league last year 13 and three brian Dable got got up the wide receivers singletary moss defense is all right one problem man they coming in to get this w all right? whoa washington 29 bills 26 wow you I mean, if, don't worry because the next week, don't we play the Falcons the next week? That's a loss. So, 20- damn, 29 26 <laughs> 29-26 in Buffalo.
2: Yo, yeah. because I already know how it's going to be if we beat the Bills and Heineke plays well. It would be the ultimate come down to lose to the Falcons. I'm not saying the Falcons are terrible, but I think they no, they're terrible.
0: Them. The Knicks are terrible. Yeah.
2: Well, Okay, let me, let me backtrack. They're terrible. So if we beat the Bills, who we all can agree aren't terrible, objectively are not terrible, and Heineke plays well and we lose to the Falcons, people are going to be bummed out. And I know they, I will be.
1: They same old Washington. Let's
0: not get ahead of ourselves. Let's just yeah. get this Focus w. on their In yep. fact, let me give you a title Heineke one. You know, I undersold Heineke versus the Giants. I think I gave him a pretty good game. But I didn't have – like I, I undered him on the yard right one way under our yards total i think i have like 272 tutties for taylor because we taylor gang out here i keep telling y'all
2: <laughs> chevy woods
0: <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go taylor Heineke 245 to tutties he might even run for a
2: touchdown we'll see hey if ta- taylor Heineke goes for 245 and three total touchdowns and a win and i'm taking that's a dub be <laughs> <hopefully, hopefully laughs> bricked up in this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> That's wild. Hey, I would love to see it. I would we love to see that. it,
1: man. I hear you though. We could do it, but they got to come to play, man. I know we're
2: getting ahead of ourselves here, and, and I'll cut this out of the pod too. Mm. I, I think we can beat the Saints, man. I know the Saints are good up front, but I think we can beat the Saints, bro. After
1: the Falcons, we five, absolutely we can. I think we can win. Hold on. You said you cutting this out of the pot. I'm gonna look schedule. It. <laughs> yeah, nope. I, I don't want
2: to. <laughs> talk about because we mm-hmm. were even talking for two hours now. I'm trying to trim this joint down to an hour thirty, an hour twenty. We still got I think we have
1: opportunity to win these next three games, but I'm just not going to get crazy ahead of myself because you know Mahomes will be lurking in that fourth game. But if mm-hmm. we get by Buffalo, hey man, imagine us g- having the Chiefs come to FedEx. And this team is four and one.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Let me
1: tell I mean you. That,
2: I mean that will be four that'll be four and two. two. Then will be four and two going to Green Bay, which is fine. You know what
1: I'm saying? I'm just saying if we were four <laughs> and
2: one
1: games, nobody would have anticipated that.
2: Nobody. Fuck no. Oh, I, I just said get through this stretch. Get through the like because on the other side of the bayou, you're the bucks waiting for you, right? So that's the first nine games. I just want to get through those first nine games around 500. If you get to four and one, then you've already accomplished the goal. I mean, I would prefer, I would prefer they not lose four straight to get to four and five. But mm-hmm. if you're four, if you're four and one, you're already like around where you need
1: to be for that late season push. My whole thing was just to get to that that first Cowboys game being at 500. If we're at 500 going to that final stretch, I'm okay. We played Dallas the week
2: before the the Raiders game, right? After the week after the Raiders, got it? Okay. All right, uh, let's go to trivia.
0: Uh oh! All right, we got five, and I'm gonna give you guys a a, a little. It's almost like a category sort of thing, because obviously we missed previous week. So we have four questions that are based off of that win that we just had versus the Giants. Mm. We got one Buffalo-related question. Oh, let's no. try spice it up, spice <laughs> it up. Week one was won by Corey.
1: Correct. It was. Now, Paul won week one. I won week. Oh, that's right. We only did one. Damn, Paul. Yeah, no, yeah. we didn't do anything um, last week. So, keep Corey goes right first. now. Yeah, you kicked my ass every week last year.
2: So, Dang, I man. was. Good. Nobody's full of more useless football knowledge than me. So, let's do this.
0: Corey, pick a number between one and five
2: for our
1: first question. Number five.
0: <laughs> number five <laughs> is our Buffalo question. Mm. What was the gambling line for Super Bowl 26?
2: Ooh, that's a good one, bro. That's a good one.
1: I mean, that was our ninety-one team. Washington had to be favorite. Washington minus
0: four. Ah, uh, the correct answer. Actually, we won't let Paul steal. Washington minus seven. Damn, we was favorite that much. Seven-point favorites.
1: I mean, we that that is an elite team of all time.
2: Yeah, one of the best. Uh, we didn't mention this in the pod. I meant to say it. You know, Vegas knows all. And I, it's still a big spread, but it was a nine-and-a-half point spread earlier in the week. Now it's down to seven-and-a-half. You know, if it keeps creeping, towards the, court, keeps creeping towards the even, um, you know, seven-and-a-half is still a big spread. But uh, that's, that's cool. you know, oh. it, it's uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of money on Washington to, um, to cover on Sunday, if not win outright. That's all and been talking about. Yeah. Paul? All right, let's go number two.
0: Number two. All right. So I actually went back and looked because I was very like, I after the final score of that game, I was like, wow, I can't remember us really being in games where we both scored as many points. I went back and looked. Since 2000, we have only been in three games in which we won, and both teams scored more than 28 points. One was Thursday. Name the other two games. Mm. That w- This is games in which the, both teams scored over 28 and we won. Not games in which it happened and we lost.
1: I can of- remember one off the top of my head. I can't think of this second. But- yeah, I, I'm thinking of one
2: on top of my head that I know for sure. And I'm, the other one is escaping me. But I'm sure if you give me a second, I will think of it. Actually, I think I, think I, 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 think I might have both.
0: Can you give us the mm-hmm. first? Can you give us one? <laughs>
2: Week one of twenty twelve versus Saints. No, I don't
0: think was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if it's three, then I'm 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 still thinking about it.
0: What are the other? Give me the other ones.
2: What well, I only, only thought of two, because I thought it was, if it is three. It's three. three that. It's it is three. three. Okay, then give me. Okay, I'll cut this part. Give me another second to think. I need. I need to think now. All right. Um,
1: damn, it's three. I know the second one. I can't think of the third one.
2: All right. So a game hmm. we won in which both scored over twenty eight points, and this spans the past. I think. How I many know. years? I think. So. I, I think I know two. All right. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you my three. Okay. Week. I'm not sure if it's week two or week three of 20. No, well, at the week,
0: give me the score oh, oh. this
2: year. You, know, I, <laughs> oh. you don't get Okay. Okay. All right. It's the Falcons-Redskins game of 20, of 03. It's week one of 2012 versus the Saints. And if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm not sure if it's 2013 or 2014. I think it was 2013 versus
0: the Bears. That is incorrect. Let me go. You're missing. Let
1: me, it okay, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. I was going to say the Thanksgiving game 2012, Griff versus Dallas, and the Jaguars game when Santana scored in overtime. Um
0: Wait, wait which ones did you wait? You why'd you guess ones that he already guessed? Hold on. Paul guessed <laughs> two. Correct. One of the games that you had, Paul, was not right. The game missing was the game, Paul, the Corey
2: Which games.
0: Which game did you? You were missing the Jags wait,
1: game, Corey. I, wait, yeah, Boy, You remember the game we was at? That game when Santana scored? Well, how, how? How? Yeah, 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 yeah. How far back were
2: we going though? He said two thousand. Two thousand. Ye- Hold on, Cliff. I, you might have fucked that. Hold on, because I'm pretty sure that this game in 2003 because I remember watching this joint Hold oh, up. I said that you missed the joint. Right, yeah. Oh yeah, but you said it was only three of them. <laughs> Cliff, you said it was only three of them. Wait, you said Atlanta? Okay, yes. In, in 2003, we beat Atlanta 33-31. Mm-hmm. Ramsey won off the game. I said the oh, opener in know. 2012, okay. the Saints 40-23 and then also, we beat the Bears in 2013 with Griff 45
1: to 41. Damn, I remember I,
2: that being high school. I think we all were there for that game. I did not remember, remember that game that. When, when Devin Hester went off and Griff went off too. I, I did not. I not fuck
0: game. this question up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I might have missed be, the, the
0: question. You you go go ahead.
2: Ahead. There, yeah. there, there might
0: have been. I definitely missed right, like, exactly,
2: There's four games. That might be the four, though. The Jags game in 2006 might be the fourth game. What about that Thanksgiving game? That wasn't one of them. Thanksgiving, I don't think the Dow scored twenty eight that game.
1: Oh, they might have. Game, they might have. Just remember, we oh. was up. We was up twenty eight, and then they went on a little run late in the fourth, right? No. They did. They scored
0: thirty one.
2: Yeah. Okay, so, so it's five. We're asking that question now. Let's go yeah, to the next. I had one. the wrong question. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. That was. Hey, yeah, these are five hell of games. Those are five very exciting games. Yeah, man. What we rarely find ourselves in the shootout. We've had bad offense for, like, we, outside of a short stint with Kirk, we've had bad, uh, and RG3, sorry. Uh, we've had bad offenses for the most part for, like, 20 years, yep. which, is, which is wild. <laughs> yeah,
0: the worst offenses. I think we had, <laughs> I think there was a year um with Gibbs where the offense wasn't terrible.
1: That was no, oh, 05, because game, right, those was, games, right, scored. games, remember we scored 52 versus the Niners? we was putting up ducats. <laughs>
2: yeah, and then we lost to the Giants 36-nothing like the next week. <laughs> I was like, something,
1: nope, Joe.
2: <laughs> we was out here. Uh, yeah. So, remember that late season stretch when we had to win five in a row? Let's score though. 30 35 versus Dallas, 35 versus Giants, and they scored like 35 versus Philly. We, we like
1: back up. to back to back. Cooley had three. Tanner had three. Yeah. I remember all that. We're cooking. All right. Corey, go what, ahead. I, 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 what number was that? So we just we just
2: skip two and we'll just we'll do the four. What's the next right. point, uh, Corey? Cliff, four. Give me four. Give me four, Cliff.
0: So we've scored thirty versus the Giants in a win, right? What? When is the last year we scored thirty versus the Giants in a W?
2: Shit. Holy shit! This. Let me. Let me. And
1: we ain't even beat these
2: motherfucking machine for this one. Fact,
1: I'll give you the score. Huh.
0: And, and we did that season, <laughs> I, I believe we did it twice in that season. Wow. 35 20 was the last time. But what was the year?
1: 35 <sighs> um, 99? No. Nah. With Brad and, and North, nah. maybe? I, think I think. It's, it's yes, uh, we, Cor, we just talked about this Christmas Eve, tw- uh,
2: 2005. Yep,
1: oh, shit. <laughs> Santana,
2: <laughs> Santana, <laughs> Santana. <laughs> hey, let me go and get this double. Let me go and get this double, real quick. Cliff, come here. Number one, it's that
1: fuck shit, <laughs> huh? I ain't had that cush yet.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, this will go back to our point. versus Giants. Because we don't score a lot of points in our division wins. Never. This is our highest scoring division win since we scored 38.
2: In what year? Damn. Versus a division opponent?
0: Yeah.
1: Who do we put 38 on? You want to know the year, Cliff? Yep. And the team. Oh, this Paul question. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, I'm thinking.
0: Um, well, you get, we can't think forever, you
1: know. Don't be asking Siri, Nick.
0: Yeah, don't be. Yeah, don't be. Don't be typing. You know? over.
1: Uh, no. Siri, when did Washington uh, score 38? No, no, no. Thirty-eight.
2: Thirty-eight points. I, I, damn, 38 points. What does he put 38 points on a uh, division. Then I need an All right. answer. All right. Um, I don't think this is the answer, but I'm going to go ahead and say, what, 2016 versus the Eagles? And what, when's the first game, was it?
1: That, was is, it. that is incorrect. Damn. I don't know, Cliff. I can't even give you a guess. I have no idea.
0: Griffin versus Dallas. Two, the
2: Thanksgiving
1: game. Jesus Christ. It's been yeah, that we, long? 38. <laughs> 38 <39. laughs> So it was 38. What was the score again?
0: 38
1: 28. That's right. Because they got 38, that 20. 28.
2: That's Yeah,
1: you're right. You're
2: right. Yep. Yo, but, what a bummer. How do I fuck up? I, no, I, it's been nine years since you put 30 something on a division rival. That is unacceptable. Cool.
0: Yeah, we that's don't this. score a lot in our division games, man.
2: Yeah. Nine uh, years. Before,
0: we have one last question.
2: Let's get it. All right. It's all the marbles,
1: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Sure is. Now what we're going <laughs> to do on this question is we're going to go back and forth. I believe right now it is two to one, All right? No, no, sorry, it's one. I think it's it's, it's one
2: nothing. One. Yeah, one nothing.
0: One nothing. No,
2: no, I, I got the uh, I got I got the uh, the Christmas Eve question. Yeah, that's your yeah. one. All right.
1: Yeah, you got one. You got a, you got one too, Corey. No, I didn't. No, didn't. I didn't. I didn't. All right. Okay. All
2: right. Never mind that. All right. Up. Let's go.
0: This question has five answers. So we're going to go back and forth. All right. Five. We lost. We've lost five in a row to the Giants uh-huh. up until that win last week. Yep. Name the five starting quarterbacks in those five games.
1: um that would be haskins you name one name
0: one and it goes to fall
1: gotcha mark sanchez
2: Corey. uh alex smith
0: that is incorrect
1: damn he got hurt before this. Shit, i
0: do
2: it i do it yeah uh, Let me. Can, can i finish up the, the rest ah, of damn. the joint yeah. So, okay. Okay. So we already got, uh, Case Keenum. That's Case. That's number three. And I believe. Man, I know
1: the other one too. God damn it.
2: Uh, geez, I can't even remember. That, that's it. Don't finish me out. Finish it out, uh, Corey or Cliff. Yeah, hey, started twice. No. Ah, Kyle Allen twice. He, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, Alex played one before
1: he got hurt. I'm tripping. Nah. Yeah,
0: and then Alex came in
1: for Allen. Yeah, he wow. got hurt. Yep. Hey, that Mark Sanchez game,
2: not just <laughs> not just Mark Sanchez, but like in general, is one of the most disgraceful displays of football I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life, bro. Like, like no bullshit. Uh-huh. Forty. It was forty zip at uh-huh. half. They yep. go on just, just running like he's Bo Jackson and Tecmo mobile.
1: Absolutely embarrassing.
2: No, I, I, got, I got to look up Mark Sanchez. You know, because that was his last game. That was the last game we played playing in the, in the league. As it should have been. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and the game Dang. was over. He threw picks right at the beginning. Game was over yep. from the start.
1: Yep, soon as the fucking game started.
0: Dang. And I think the worst part about it is – Going into the week, it was like, well, we have no chance. We're not winning. Oh. And then wow. ben, Josh Johnson, who wasn't bad.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: I think it wasn't bad, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Damn. Y'all don't laugh like shit when, when – <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right, let me go through the stat line real quick. It's I know it's bad. Cause I, cause I just remember it being horrific. Oh, how many picks is this nigga all? All right, this nigga was six of fourteen for two picks. Took five sacks. Passing rating of ten point seven. Jeez! Five sacks in twenty
1: dropbacks.
2: That is horrendous. This nigga, oh, you took nineteen dropbacks. You got sacked five times, and you had two picks. Nigga, we could have gone out there and tried out thirty-eight <laughs> yards total. Whole time, Josh Allen or Josh Johnson, sixteen. Oh well, eleven of sixteen for one. Wasn't bad. I mean, Touch. No, wasn't bad. That
0: nigga hey. wasn't
1: bad, dog. Hey, nigga wasn't. Yeah, bad. When we went to Tennessee, when we damn near pulled that out with Josh yeah, Johnson,
0: you almost, and then you, your man, your man was talking out his ass after the game. Mm-hmm. But you know, Deep. you know what's interesting about Heineken is there are some parts that sort of make me feel like I'm watching Josh Johnson. In a way, it's like this isn't gonna. Go- how long can this last? Mm-hmm. But this nigga's gone against three pretty – like none of the defenses he's faced so far are terrible.
2: Yep.
0: It ain't been on some fluke shit either. This yes, nigga's I making mean, plays.
2: Yeah, I think the Giants might not be that good, but I know their defense isn't that bad. It's fine. Like not great. Chargers, defense, nice. Like we know it's certified nice. And the Chiefs, I'm sorry, the the Bucs, the Bucs defense. Oh, yeah, and the Bucs last year. Yeah. Now he's going. It's, listen, it's hard to believe it because it's so unbelievable. But the fact of the the matter is that this man has been his offense for a long time. He has ability. You know, he doesn't have the stature, but he has the ability. The only thing he really needed was an opportunity and to stay healthy. And he's done that so far.
1: Knock on wood. Yeah, seriously. Knock on wood. Yeah.
0: Let's see what this shit like with Curtis out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. He, he, looked, he had a little bit more uh, pepper in that little video they showed, so.
2: nah, he definitely looked good because he, he was in a full sprint. He actually broke down and, like, kind of, like, you know, I'm like, I mean, bad groins, you know, they don't really do that. I'm almost grateful now that we didn't push him week one.
1: Yeah, definitely not. Long really?
2: season. This man would have been gimpy the entire year. Probably would have missed a bunch of time, too. I'm glad we said, fuck it. Let's just try to give out without him. Yep. And it, I don't think it's a guarantee he's back for next week, too. But, like, but let's let's see what we, we can do when we get him back. I, I can't see another bubble screen to Adam Humphreys again. We need 10 to, or 11 taking those snaps. Not 11. 10. He's number 10. I ain't even going to go on Humphreys. He made a couple big catches for us. I ain't going to cook him. I know. Absolutely. But that's not his play. That's all I'm oh, saying. Definitely not. That play is not for him. That play is for mm-hmm. him and for me. or somebody else.